Yeah, ka-chow! Ka-chow! Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of June 6th, 2021. This is episode 137. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. So I put the survey out, of course, as I usually try to do. This one was a little late, so I didn't get as many votes as I was hoping. Apologies for that. Try to be more on time with that. What is your favorite part of Muppet Vision 3D? Last week we were talking to Rick Lyon, who worked on Muppet Vision 3D, regarding the 30th anniversary of this amazing Muppet show in the studios. Amazing attraction. And the options were the pre-show, the theater and the Easter eggs, Bean Bunny, others, list below. Like I said, not as much of a big sample as I usually like to get, but I'm going to give it to you anyway because I put it out there and that's what I do. 50% of you said the pre-show, and 50% of a response was for Bean Bunny. So there you go. It's the pre-show, it's Bean Bunny, it's the Muppets. It's fantastic altogether. I know it's a tough, tough vote, but hey, that's what it is. That's how the cookie crumbles. Or the barometer shall fall. Either way, we will be back after these brief messages from our friends and sponsors. Hey guys, it's Kyler Pope from the Disney Theme Park Show The Second. I just wanted to tell you about my great podcast, The Disney Theme Park Show The Second, where I talk to wonderful guests such as Matthew Gregan about all things Disney. I am available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public as of now. And I hope you guys have a magical day. And now, on with the show. You wander the world with a vision of what life could be. But then the years come and teach you to just wait and see. Marvel has brought in us WandaVision. We talked about WandaVision. And he brought us Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we talked about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now we have Loki. And I can't wait to talk about Loki. Problem is we're recording this before Loki comes out. So talk about WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier again. And how this is leading into our expectations of Loki. Just to mix things up, I brought on probably someone who sits at a balcony in a theater and heckles bears for a living. <laughs> of course, our good friend Matt Leonard, all the way back from last episode, heckling bears. Matt, how are you doing? I'm I'm good. How are you? <laughs> no, the bear I like. The bear is fine. I have no problems with the bear. The bear can the bear can be on stage. I like the bear. It's the blue disgusting weird thing that throws cannonballs. I don't have any problem with the blue disgusting weird thing that throws cannonballs. It's it's the it's the Wanda and the Vision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that bore the heck out of me. Oh, I thought it was also a no pig squaws. <laughs> well, that's 
Uh, no monsters, though. I won't work with monsters. Oh, my God. Yeah. Except for Carl. Carl's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that's... I, I, I wanted to bring you on because you said to me the other day, I really didn't care for them so much. Yeah! Which is completely fine, and I wanted to hear your angle of it because... I, I had Isaac on for those episodes. We talked about that. I had Lou Mangello on for the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we, we got all of our, our discussions about that. So now let me get. When you said that, I'm like, okay. And, and you and I talked about when I, we we talked about Wandavision a little bit. I think we talked after the first episode of Wandavision. I think. I think it was after the first two episodes. Yeah, we, we right. talked we talked early on about that because they they released the first two episodes back to back. Right. Um. So we we talked about it at that point, and um, we, we haven't had much chance to, to discuss it since. No. So definitely want to hear your take on it, because everyone's heard my take, but now I want to hear your take, especially when I heard that you're, you're kind of on, on a slightly different angle. And... Uh, <laughs> it's just- this is torture because this is really torture because you know how many times I know how many times you've had me on and I complain about like grumpy, miserable fanboys and how they whine about show if they don't like something. And here I am right in the crosshairs of it just didn't do anything for me. So I'm not going to I don't want to I don't want to critique it. I don't want to I don't want to you know, if you if you enjoyed the shows, that's great. That's fantastic. If people enjoyed them, um, I was a little disappointed by them. And I think what it, for me, what it comes down to, um, it's twofold. One is, and I, and I'm starting, I've had this problem with a couple of the movies too. I kind of felt like, and this is very true for, you know, WandaVision is really a seven part or eight part, however many it is, uh, you know, it's an eight-hour commercial for whatever happens next to Wanda. It sets up what happens next to Wanda really well, mm-hmm. so that you want to go and see Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange too in the Multiverse of Madness. Right, and that's and so it's a little side story, but it doesn't really. It's it 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 it, it, it doesn't quite deliver anything other than that. Uh, for me, and I kind of felt the same thing with as I got through Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is like, okay, it sets up the fact that it sets up his wrestling with his desire to be Captain America, but other, you know, which you kind of knew was where he was going to end up anyway. So it, it sets up Captain America four, but it's a it's a seven hour commercial or an eight hour commercial for Captain America four. You know, it just it didn't give me anything week to week. And I was thinking about this earlier. Um, and while I, I hate to compare it, I think the comparison is there. I really have enjoyed Mandalorian and that what I've liked about Mandalorian, the reason I've enjoyed Mandalorian is because or one of the things that works on Mandalorian is that even though you have an an a larger arc that carries through the season, uh, you know, him trying to get the the trying to deliver Grogu to a Jedi, or him trying to do what you know the on the lamb from from you know the Empire and on the lamb from the uh, doing those stories, but 
if you can watch, you can pull almost any episode of Mandalorian. Not all of them, but almost all of them. You can pull and watch as its own thing. It stands on its own as part of a larger story. You know, he goes on the heist with he goes on the heist on the ship with the 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 six um, criminals. He faces off against he he meets Ahsoka. He uh, he helps the sheriff with the the uh, the dragon on Tatooine. You know, all of those are stand. You know, he he goes to the planet. They do the the sort of. Uh, um, uh, I can't think of the what's the the movie. I can't think of it. And uh, the the reference is lost. Anyway, uh, the the it's the it's standard. It's a standard western, you know, little town, little town plagued by bandits and bad guys. And he pulls up into the town and helps them helps them organize and fight against these these bandits. You know, classic western storyline. You know that Very episode. Very so in the in the season opener of uh season two wherever he goes into the whatever town that was and you have the guy in boba fett's armor and it's not boba fett. right right that was but very no, was western thinking, the one where he the one where he meets what's her um which is again it's you know Ahsoka? it's just it's no that was a samurai no the other oh <laughs> oh Claire, uh cara dune cara dune the one where he meets cara dune you know bar, that's a standard places that's a standard Western trope, you know, but all of those, you can watch that episode on its own and, and it, and it stands on its own, even though it's part of this larger storyline. Whereas I think what Marvel's doing right now is there's no, it, let's, let's plant a question for next week. And who is this character and what is the, and what's going on with, but the episodes themselves don't really stand on their own. They're all part of just this giant eight-hour movie, which is all part of really just an eight-hour commercial for whatever Marvel is going to do next in the movies to tide you over. I'm hoping that Loki will be different. Maybe. Um... But I, but again, it's sort of you know, or are they just setting up for Loki for wherever he is in Thor? Is, is he has he even confirmed for being in Thor: God uh, Love and Thunder? Do we know Not that? I've heard. I mean, okay. I would be surprised because it would be odd to have a Thor movie without Loki without in it. Let me, I, let me look that up. Um, filming that. I don't know the the something about now going back to the Mandalorian that. I've heard some people saying um, as much as you are right about that, everything stands alone that, but the other edge of Mandalorian is a lot of people are complaining that it's becoming very um, formulaic. It's almost like Scooby-Doo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying Mandalorian is perfect. It's not without it. It's Um, not without its. um, They, but they do have star of the week. Yeah, basically. Right. You know, mystery guests, please check in and sign in, please. Uh and I would have gotten oh. away with it if it weren't for you and you lousy rebels. Yeah. Um interesting. I'm just, sorry, just looking over the the cast list on 
on IMDb for Thor Love and Thunder is Chris Pratt, Karen okay. Gillian, okay. Taika Waititi, right. Tessa Thompson as your top Valerie. bill cast. I'm, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then comes Chris Helmsworth. Okay. <laughs> Natalie Portman. <laughs> Christian Bale. Matt Damon. Russell Crowe. Melissa McCartney. Sam Neill. Jamie Alexander. Which I'm, I'm glad she's back. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I missed her. I like her. Yeah. Sean Gunn and Luke Hemsworth. Okay. But they're not... But that's IMDb on a pay, on a film that's in production. So... <laughs> but it, so you you have... The last time we, we saw... We saw Matt Damon and we saw... Um, I guess it was Luke Hemsworth playing Thor and Loki respectively was... To entertain Loki, right? Um, and that's been—they're they're playing those same characters. It's that same thing. Yeah, uh, they're, they're credited is, as. Most McCarthy is is Hella in this one. Oh, sorry, spoilers for oh gosh. <laughs> I've potentially, ruined the gag. Potentially, potentially, we, 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 we don't, don't know that. It's rumored. We don't know. Well, that's rumored. I mean, and this, this is just the maybe stuff that's, should, that's out there. The All this can change. Um, so we, we, we don't know until we actually have the final production cut yeah. in, in hand. Um, you know, just because they film the scene doesn't mean it's in the final production. Sure. So it's not a spoiler. Yes. Sorry. But so far, no, no mention of Hiddleston. Um, yeah. Could it lead up to where he is in that movie? Yes. I could see this being more of a, a... This being a little more separate than the other ones where... In a non-COVID world, we would have had WandaVision around the same time that we did, but then we've already would have been... We already have watched Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness two months ago. Three months ago. Okay. So it would have just been one flowing project. So instead of a just a three-hour Doctor Strange movie, we would have had a nine-hour story from multiple angles. It, so it would have been it would have it would have actually taken a step back and explained everything in between, and that might have made for more interesting television. Is what right. you're saying? Okay. Okay. Which, because of everything the you know the world getting dropped on its head as a you know um wandavision obviously was already in production because of timelines you know, you know, let's get this all done in this way we have uh uh what's the name the actress that plays wanda uh, sorry i'm blanking on the name uh elizabeth olsen thank you uh, well, the other olsen sister she you know had to finish up this project before she could fly to england and take care of that pro of take care of that project, and that was kind of they were just close to wrapping up Wandavision, and they would have been heading into uh, Doctor, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness to get that rolling in production, and then again drop Wandavision, 
around when they did now and then um or they bumped it slightly because falcon the winter soldier was originally supposed to have been the first one out that was in the midst of production whenever again everything got locked down <clears throat> and because of filming everything wandavision was actually further along in production that's why it got moved forward in the release schedule um so i think part of the these these two first releases do suffer because of it's not part of what the master plan was. Right. But to tide us over, because for the first time since Iron Man came out, we've gone an extended period of time without content from Marvel Cinematic Universe or Marvel Studios. Well, isn't there? No, there was. The last movie to come out was no. uh, Far From Home. Yeah, I know, but there was there was a year there was a year hiccup. I think like after Avengers came out, wasn't there? There was a year where like there was no Marvel movie, and I think it was well, in the of... earlier days there was a little more time. Um... Right, right. As opposed to now, where you where it's like literally six movies in production, and they're going to have them out every other month. So, yeah, you, you had a little more. Um, I don't care about that. No, I don't want phase four. So, yeah, you had Iron Man and Hulk in 08. Then you had to wait two years, some, uh, 2010 for Iron Man 2. Uh, Thor was 11. First Avenger was 11. 11. Avengers uh, First was Avenger was 12. Iron Man 3 was 13, oh, Dark okay. World 13, Winter Soldier 14, Guardians 14, Ultron 15, and then, yeah, you hit every... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then from then on in, they, they start coming pretty regularly. Yeah. I thought there was a year where there wasn't one. Other only than... right at the beginning, wherever they yeah, were yeah. still getting... All right. Still getting, uh, yeah, just between um, Iron Man... Iron Man, Hulk, and Iron Man 2. Then you have something every year after, from Iron Man 2 on, you have something every year. Wow. That's 2010. Wow. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's that's a crazy production schedule for for most studios. Especially an infant one like the Marvel Studios. Um. Yeah, so... If, if things didn't get messed up, I think WandaVision will flow better. Now, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I don't know how it would have necessarily flowed because it, it, it doesn't have, it's not flowing into anything naturally. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it ever had the intent to, not that they've publicly spoken about. But they did have to end up changing the storyline. There was supposed to be more. We were supposed to get more from Carly. We were supposed to get some more stuff out of her character that supposedly got cut due to the fact of having to rearrange uh, filming right. schedules and stuff. We were supposed to get more from that angle. Can I can I go on a mini rant? Please. 
because um this is this has been bugging me and i think this was the big thing that pulled me out of of uh uh winter soldier and and falcon this was one of the things that continuously pulled me out and i have no i have nothing against the actress who played carly i'm sure she's a fine actress um but we're now looking at Paul Bettany was the villain in Solo, and is Vision the villain from Solo? Was uh, the the actress who played the Enfys Nest in in Solo is now the villain in uh, uh, Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier? Uh, Oscar Isaac is Poe in Star Wars, and now he's going to be Moon Knight. And I just sit here thinking, oh my God, Marvel, Disney. Open the casting pool just a little bit. It's getting crowded. And there are a couple others where they're like, Disney, Daisy Ridley is going to play this character in a Marvel movie. And so-and-so from, oh my gosh, guys. So, you, you, have you heard about the casting alignment, uh, casting news from uh, Secret Invasion? Don't tell me this. What? Don't tell me this. I probably have. Who is it? Is it um, Emilia Clark. Carrie Fisher. Oh, uh, did I hear that? I did not hear that. Yeah, yeah. Emilia Clark. And I have, you know, and again, I have nothing against any of these actors. I think they're all fine. I think they're all great. I love them all in Star Wars. And I like Paul Bettany. He's a very good actor. Uh, but it's time to, they need to open the pool just a little bit and not make it so obvious that they're using the same players i have i'm i'm so bored by the announcement of oscar isaac as moon knight i mean i have i I personally am not a big i I don't have any vested interest in moon knight as a character he's just not a character who's ever done anything for me um he he oscar isaac failed to dazzle me in i i nothing against again nothing against him just i didn't think the character it was one of the least interesting characters in all of Star Wars. I just thought Poe was an uninteresting character. I, I think character. they dropped the ball with him. I think I think they dropped the ball with a lot of characters in Star him Wars. and Finn particularly. I think they could have fleshed out those characters a lot, yeah. a lot more than they did. And I I think they they started it in the in the first movie, and then the second and third movie they become second to almost tertiary characters. And it was funny. I was when the, when we've jumped topic, but that's okay. We well, can do. We, 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 yeah, jumping the shark. Oh, then you, did you hear the other actress announced for Secret? Now what? Uh, Olivia Coleman. Who's Olivia Coleman? Um, she's best known now currently for The Crown. She's also done Broadchurch. Um, I, I would read you some of her list, but it goes on for too long. Okay. You know this one probably, Marion from Thomas the Tank, from Thomas's Story Time. Okay, I mean, I yeah, okay, <laughs> I know. You'd who recognize Marianne. the voice. Okay. Uh, she uh, is the latter part of the Crown as Queen Elizabeth. Uh, Broadchurch. Um, but who is she? Is she in a Marvel movie? No. Oh well, then why are you telling me this? Well, but. Is no, she, she will be. She, she's coming. She's in Secret Invasion. Okay. Is she, she in has a Star been Wars? Secret Invasion, but she has not been in any Star Wars. 
Well, this, how is this on topic? Because you were saying that they're already pulling from Star Wars. Well, she was I not. She did not appear. She did not word. appear in Solo. I didn't say. I didn't say they were only pulling from Star Wars. I was just but, saying. But the the lead villain of Venom Two, which is not a Disney product or Marvel Studios is, product, is is Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Gets a, Woody Harrelson gets a break because he's Woody Harrelson and can really do just about anything. And and Woody Harrelson is actually really good at playing creepy. Uh, I see every time I see him, I still think of him tending bar. No, I I've dropped. I, the, the, I think the first time I saw him in something else, I kind of had that. But no, Woody Harrelson's good. No, oh, yes, yeah, he is. Really, he's definitely grown. He's a phenomenal actor. And here's the thing about Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson is so good that you bought into the Woody Boyd personality. True. I mean, that you, that, it, that you really did see him. I remember, again, we're jumping topic, but I watched, I remember I was binge watching Cheers a couple of years ago, and there was sort of a point, maybe season five or six, where I'm watching him, and the stuff they were doing with his character was so stupid. I mean, the line of thinking was so idiotic and stupid, and he sold it. He absolutely sold it. He sold the whole thought process of the character, and I just thought, my God, this guy is a really, to to have a character who is that imbecilic and idiotic and stupid and simple, and to be able to sell that in a way that it's believable that you buy into this character and you still like him and you still cheer for him and you still root for him. Woody Harrelson is a, is a treasure. He really is. And then you watch him in other things. You watch him in like doc Hollywood or you watch him in, um, I was going to uh, say hunger games. games. I think he actually or, did. Or, um, what's the, what's the, what's the one with Demi Moore and Robert Redford? Um, indecent proposal. He's fantastic in indecent proposal. You watch him in solo. He's so good in solo. Yeah. Uh, watch him. He's in, he's in Venom and, and he's so good in these parts and he's so good in these roles. He's, he's a fan. So Woody Harrelson gets a pass from me. He can be in anything he wants. Um, but we were talking about, we were talking about Star Wars and yeah, they, they dropped the ball with Poe. They dropped the ball with Finn. They, they just didn't craft characters that were interesting. And there was an interview with, um, and we might have discussed this before. I don't remember. There was an interview with Oscar Isaac um, when Rise of Skywalker came out. There was uh, there was something where he was talking, and he talked about the fact that Return of the Jedi was you followed the the friendship and the camaraderie between Luke and Leia and Han all through the original Star Wars and Return of the Jedi was the culmination of that friendship and those three characters. And it was about the, those three characters and the way they interacted with each other. And he said, he compared that to Ray and Finn and Poe and, you know, and this, the end of this film is the culmination of those characters and their journey together. And I stopped and thought about it and went, okay, their journey together. Finn and Poe meet at the beginning of Phantom of uh, Force Awakens, and they're t- they escape together, and then they're separated for the next half hour, forty five minutes of the movie. You never see those two characters together. Then Finn and Ray join up. They get to Takadana. She gets kidnapped by Kylo Ren. 
and Finn goes, and you don't see the two of them don't interact. And that, that's it. They don't interact until the end of the film because Finn gets knocked unconscious. They interact a little bit when they rescue her, but then Finn gets knocked unconscious and they really don't see each other for the rest of the film. Poe and Finn reunite, but then Poe goes up into space and is fighting in the in the in the the X wings, and Finn goes off to rescue Ray. So they really aren't together. Those three characters are never on screen together in Force Awakens, and they spend very little time together in that movie. And then we get to the Last Jedi, and uh, let's see, Ray goes off and she's with Luke, so she's never with the two of them. Finn goes off, he kidnaps Rose, and the two of them go off to the to the Las Vegas planet. And you never he and Poe were never together at all through the rest of the film. They were and on the only, spaceship for all of two minutes together. And and it's at the end of at the end of episode eight, Poe and Ray finally meet for the first time. <laughs> and they introduce himself. So by the time you get to nine, there is no there is no journey with these characters together there's nothing with them together and i think unfortunately i think that's one of the things that hurts that hurts the star wars sequels and i hate to get like i said i'm hearing the crosshairs of my own words where i say i i i don't like listening to grumpy fans but you know i don't like toxic fans you can if it's okay to not like a movie it's okay to not like a movie but but you know if you don't like it don't watch it i haven't watched any of the star wars sequels movies I generally, except for when I'm on the podcast, I don't, I, I don't think of those films. I don't let them get me angry. Um, I just don't think of them. But, you know, um, that's a sort of personal disclaimer for people who listen to the show regularly and are like, Matt, <laughs> you're becoming that guy. Um, you know, I just, I, I, I don't want to work people up. I don't want to work myself up. I just don't think of those films. I don't watch them. But, but that for me was the thing that, that's where those films kind of failed for me. Um, and I just, Poe just wasn't an interesting So you have an, a character, you have an actor who played a character I wasn't that interested in in the movies, now playing a character I'm not that interested in on Disney+. Plus. <clears throat> so there's just nothing there for me. Um, like, where's the selling point? Well, he was also Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, the one time they dared to try bring Apocalypse to a live action movie. Oh. Yeah. Um what were we talking about originally? We were talking about we were talking about Disney WandaVision. Plus. Well, we were talking about WandaVision. Okay. Good. But um so <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. What do you got? Loki Ask me something. has I think one interesting thing kind of going for it that the other two movies don't have as much tom hiddleston two things going for it. <laughs> i think i and i think that's i think he's i think he's sort of in that same um i i he has crafted and played such an interesting character I'm really hoping he can pull off that he can, he can, you know, I, 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 I this is tough. Cause I like, uh, I like Paul Bettany. I like, I love Anthony Mackie. Uh, I like, uh, Elizabeth Olsen is fine. I like, uh, it was the, um, I can never remember his name. The guy who plays, uh, winter soldier. I like all of them as actors. Oh, They're all Stan. 
Sebastian Stan, thank you. Um, they're all very fine actors in their own right. Um, Tom Hiddleston is just that... He stands just that little head and shoulders above everybody else. He stands out in the crowd. He's got such a presence to him, such a, a largeness with which he plays. You and, know uh, that you can, you're controlling the character to such an extent that during a Comic-Con, you walk out on stage and tell the audience to bow to me. And, and everyone loses their collective mind and starts doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking not hundreds of people. We're talking thousands of people. <laughs> um, I think he's got, I think Loki in and of itself is such an interesting character. And he's, I think Loki's got a, a, the character and his performance has a bit more humor to it. I mean, Vision's a, Vision's a fairly humorless character. Um, War Machine is a or not War Machine. Um, um, Winter Soldier. Make a Star Trek Winter reference. Soldier is a very humorless character. Falcon is kind. Falcon can be funny, but he's but or you know is is a, is a likable character, but yeah. he's not really a comedic character. Whereas no. I think Loki's got some comedic potential there that the others don't. So you, you you're kind of hoping that that in and and, and at the same time it's. It's a comedic character, but you also know that Loki is extremely dangerous and deadly. And I th think, or my, I hope that, that that sort of will set this apart from whatever else, uh, from what has come beforehand. Having uh, said that, having said that, I, I am generally bored by Owen Wilson. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be tough to get through. Um. What's the one? What there was the one movie that he did that I enjoyed. I actually did enjoy it. Two movies. Cars. Cars is one of them. The Cars series. And Cars Three. Yeah, Cars and Cars Three. I liked Cars Three. I actually enjoyed it too. I, I should do a review on that In one. In some ways, I thought I thought car. You know, this is, people are like, "What the heck are they? Do? We do this. We jump off. We jump topics." If um, people have been listening long enough. I mean, I know we're picking up new listeners recently, but. Um, People, let's go back to some of the old episodes. This, this is this is normal banter. We do. <laughs> they, they, they should have met us years ago before Any, the podcast. Anybody who's ever the any poor soul who's ever been trapped in a room with the two of us, and I just I always feel so sorry when it's you and me and somebody else, and I just think, oh, you you're in for a ride. Um, hang on tight, kid. Um, this is we're only half an hour in. Imagine whenever we used to have four hour shifts together. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, what was I just saying? Oh, we were talking about we were talking Cars Three. I I I thought Cars Three was in some ways so much better than than like in some ways it was kind of better than Cars, the first one. And I liked Cars too. It, it, it was a much Cars, more mature Cars as well. film. I, I I haven't seen Cars Two. It's the only one I haven't seen. Um, but I I yeah I I thought Cars Three did a really really wonderful job. If you want to watch Cars Two. My suggestion would be go out or, or, or rent a copy of Spies in Disguise. Watch okay. that. And then it's a similar premise, but just with Will Smith and, and, um, and uh, um, Tom Holland in it and kind of works out a little better. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, 
the uh, getting back to Star Wars and Marvel or whatever we yeah, were talking about. Yeah, Mar- Mar- getting back to Marvel. With the Marvel. Um, so besides um, Tom Hiddleston being in, in it, and I, I watched him in um, the production of The Night Manager with Hugh Laurie uh, that came out years ago, and that was fantastic. Oh, I think I heard about that. I that wanted was to watch that. Fantastic. Um, <clears throat> so again, speaking of Tom Hiddleston's acting chops, and that was a, a humorous role together. I mean, that that's a very serious uh, storyline. Start. Um, from a book the uh you also have loki is gonna i i hope benefit from the fact that it's not a stepping off point from Endgame. It, it is is what are you talking about but it's going the other direction so instead you're not moving you're kind of moving forward but it's about correcting the bits of pieces from the past so whatever it came Here's all the things that got messed up in Endgame. Oh, great. He's playing with the toys again. <laughs> I am. So, you know, okay, we, we always say, oh, he, he messed this up, he messed this up, and this got messed up, and how does this converge back? Which, you know, um, Owen Wilson's character explains, well, you, you kind of screwed up all the past by, by what you just did. So we're going back and trying to fix things of the past. So we, we have different events of the past kind of now being... Uh, revitalized. Um, um, and it looks like they're taking some historic moments, like him jumping out of the airplane. Um, it's almost going to be like a quantum leap type of thing. Okay. Versus, uh, you know, just completely going straight forward from Endgame. Like everything else is just going literally just a li- straight line forward in whatever direction they want to go. You know, but forward this is going backwards and looping around so i think there's more potential of just filling in holes of storyline that you know we've kind of we have more information about stuff that we want more information about versus just fleshing out things that you know we didn't get much about scarlet witch so here's more information about who scarlet witch is and why she's so powerful and just kind of you know, dealing with her PTSD and uh, and stuff like that, and just okay, fleshing out one character. This is more fleshing out a timeline. Um, so I I think that's going to be interesting. And I think because we kind of get to revisit Loki's redemption arc again. Yeah. Because the Loki that <laughs> we have that we're getting in the Loki series, by all intents and purposes of the Loki that it should be. Is still the Loki from the end of the first Avenger movie that wants to take over the world and just sign a deal with the Mad Titan himself. Right. And try to screw him over. Um, so, yeah, we, we got, uh, um, you know, potentially, okay, revisiting Loki's redemption arc. You know, he still wants to create mischief. And, you, you, you know, you see him dealing with the Huns. You see him, like I said, jumping out of an airplane. So you kind of have that quantum leap uh aspect in there and um yeah i i i still you know and because it's tom hiddleston in the character of loki and what he's giving us in the past expecting some fantastic performances like you said yeah yeah, yeah. you know nothing against all the other actors some actors just really do come out and shine and he, he 
You know, Thor is a good movie. Loki makes Thor a better movie. A better movie. Yeah, and I think something else there is that, you know, when you're talking about Wanda and Vision and Captain America and um, Winter Soldier and Falcon and Wanda and Vision, these are all supporting characters in, you know, Wanda and Vision are supporting players in the Avengers movies. Falcon and Winter Soldier are supporting players in Captain America's movies and then later in the Avengers movies. But Loki really is a lead character. He's a lead character in Thor. He's a lead character he's a lead character in the Thor in the too. Thor movies. Uh he's a lead character in the Thor movies and he's a lead character in in the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Um you know. He's and I think in Thor too, I think he's he's actually a bit more of a supporting player. Um in but the third one he's definitely more he's definitely step back to the supporting part. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I, think, I, I disagree with that with that assessment. I think in the third one he's he's a bit more involved because it's it, you're dealing with Ragnarok, you're dealing with Hela, you know. So it's against it's Thor and Loki against Hela. Um, mm, you know, yeah. But but in the second one he's he's in a prison for half the film, you know. But again, um, you you really get to see that character's acting chops. Just you know, in the, he's in a prison box, and you have this character that's always been proper and confident and maniacal and you just see him break down you know in a corner yeah and i think that's when you start to really feel for this character you know that's where he starts making a turn from just being this okay he's the the punching bad bad guy you know okay yeah he's just he's just loki he's just the bad guy he's just like any other bad guy and that's where you start getting he, there's more, more depth to that character. Yeah, but you're dealing you're dealing with more of a lead character in a lead now leading a lead, uh, you know, his own series as opposed to before when you had supporting characters who are now leading their own series. And the other thing is that the others are are a double act. It's Wanda and Vision. Mm-hmm. It's it's Winter Soldier and Falcon. And this is now Loki on his own. And yet, uh, um, um. Owen Wilson is there, so there's probably a bit of a double act there. Um, but really, it's this is at least from from all uh, indications, this is going to be Loki series, which is going to set it. I think a, set it a little apart from, hopefully, set it apart from the others a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I I can see Owen Wilson's character more being like, ciao. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that was out loud. If Larry the Cable Guy walks on the set at some point, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just getting Queen McQueen. Uh, Queen McQueen. Oh yeah, you didn't see the second one. That's right. No, I didn't see the second. Um, one. the uh, um, yeah, I, I think of him, Wilson's character as more of like the boss, um, like the boss guy. You know, okay, go here, do this. Go here, do that. Go here, do this. Um. <laughs> For some reason, I, I'm comparing him to Liz Thigpen if, from Carmen Sandiego. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can buy Owen Wilson as sort of the head of an organization. I just, I don't know. This is, this is going like to be. A, num- well, I don't know if he's the head. I, maybe he's like the number fifteen guy. Well, still, this is going to be a tough sell for me. I'm just saying, it's. I mean, I don't, I don't, I know very, I only know of the character what I've seen in the trailers, so maybe Owen Wilson is perfect, 
but uh, I don't know. Hey. Owen Wilson in anything is a tough sell for me. Yeah, well, for the most part, their, their casting has been pretty spot on. Pretty good, pretty good. So they, they have a, a, a good track record with their casting. Um, and if a casting choice isn't good, well, for, I'll, for, sorry, I was about to, I was about to, bad Matt, I'll be good. <laughs> I was gonna say if, if, if they're allowed to make a mistake in, they will have good. creative differences in, in, and in, not ask that actor to return for the next film. Yes. So after after ten some but years, Marvel, but Marvel rarely does that. No. Disney. Disney rarely does that on any of their projects, their high-profile projects. They very rarely let go of an actor or director uh, over quote, uh, creative differences and have them replaced with someone else. So I think I think we'll be safe there. We'll be seeing Owen Wilson for a long time to come. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you, you never know. It, it, oh. All of this was out loud. I'm sorry. I'll leave now. I'll let myself out. So what's this? I'm Back so, in your no. balcony. Back I'm in your balcony. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll be good. Put the put the. I'm gonna go back in my balcony. Back in your balcony. Okay. Okay. So no. So I'm lost. What comes after Loki? You know these things. You pay attention to these things. I don't. I know a series of titles, but I don't know what's what's next. Um, after uh, uh, right, off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember what if I believe will be the next thing coming up. That doesn't count. I mean, it's cool. I'm excited about that, but it doesn't count. After that, uh, I want to say I could be mistaken but I want to say it's going to be Ms. Marvel Is or it? it's going to be Hawkeye I'm not sure which one oh, of those they, yeah, it's, that's it you're right it's Hawkeye Hawkeye's next because I know they wrapped on Ms. Marvel I'm not sure if they wrapped on Hawkeye yet Hawkeye no Hawkeye's been done for a while here we go this is uh this is from April twenty third. Okay, so I don't know. I've I'm I've got uh I've got a website. I've got collider dot com. Loki ninth. What if summer two thousand twenty one? And it's uh this is I like that they're I'm just looking at the cast here for for what if, which is Michael B. Jordan will be Killmonger. Sebastian Stan is coming back. Josh Brolin is coming back. Mark Ruffalo. Tom Hiddleston. Sam Jackson, Chris Hemsworth, Haley Atwell. She's had a pretty healthy career out of uh, Marvel. Chadwick Boseman. Whoa. Um, so that's yeah. been done for a while. Karen Gillan, yeah, Jeremy Renner, Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas. I love Michael Douglas. Neil McDonough as Dum Dum Dugan. Uh, for those who don't remember seeing Neil McDonough or remember his name, Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark. Sean Gunn, Natalie Portman, Taika, Taika Watiti, Toby Jones. Uh, pretty much everybody. They got pretty much everybody Jimin back. Monsu is Korath. Who's Korath? I should know who Korath is. Was who's Korath? Ooh. He's the he is from Captain Marvel oh. and Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, he's the, right, right, right. He's the he's the he's the he's Star Lord. He's the who? Star Lord, man. No. What? Yeah, that's Korath as well. What? Hang on. I don't remember who Korath is. 
He was also the actually right now I'm just upsetting your friend. Captain Marvel. Okay, he's in he's in Guardians. I don't remember this guy. I don't remember this character. During the Crucible War, I don't remember. I don't remember this character. Yeah, the At first all. time we see him is in Guardians of the Galaxy. Whatever, um, Star Lord steals the little ball thing. Yeah, and he come Korath comes okay. walking in and goes to arrest him. I don't That's remember the first him. time we see him. We get more of his character in Captain Marvel whenever he's, you know, he's one of the the Kree that you know we're we're the good guys, and then oh wait we're not. I'll have to go back. I don't remember him at all. Um, Hawkeye, and then Hawkeye is late 2021, and Ms. Marvel is also late 2021. They don't have set dates yet, so those will be around the same time. Okay. And then She-Hulk, and then a little bit, you have others. Yeah, and then uh, I'm just going down the list here. She-Hulk, Secret, which is filming now, I believe. Secret Invasion, I'm excited. I'm excited about Secret Invasion. I'm excited. See, get me to 2022 already, because I'm excited about She-Hulk. I love She-Hulk. I'm excited about Secret Invasion. That's one of my favorite Marvel comic stories. Um, Armor Wars. I love Don Cheadle. I love War Machine. Oh, this is one. Wait, I there's one. There's a, a series called I Am Groot. I didn't know about this. Did you know about this? It's it's shorts. It's not a series. That's for, okay. It's developing a series it, of shorts featuring new and unusual characters anchored by Baby Groot himself. I was yeah. Kind of think of uh, kind of think of the um, uh, Forky ask a question. Okay. But in like a, a Groot style of some sort. Fine. And then and then the next thing I have listed here is Untitled Wakanda series. So. Yeah. Um. I want to say there was something else, too, that's not on there, but maybe not. I don't know. Oh, uh, Ironheart, which I didn't read off the yep. name of, but Ironheart has also been announced. That's right. That one Sorry. has been. Which will round out well, some of them. I'm, I'm very excited about Armor Wars. I'm very excited about uh, Secret Invasion. And I'm very excited about She-Hulk. Those are my big three ones. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that I'm hoping that they will pull from from um, Dan Slott's run on She-Hulk because that's my favorite. I, I loved what he did with She-Hulk uh, about 15, 16 years ago. Uh, it, it was a really fun, entertaining series of, of stories with, uh, with She-Hulk working for a a law firm that specialized in uh, superhero cases. Um, and she ended up defending, uh, you know, it was sort of not necessarily guest star of the week, but there would be so, some interesting, uh, some interesting cases that she would be involved with legal cases. And, and it sort of took, took the Marvel universe and, and sort of stuck it on its head in terms of, you know, if something, you know, collateral damage, whose fault is it if, uh, you know, if a Stark, you know, if some Stark armor falls on somebody's car and the car is damaged, who is responsible for that? You know, the insurance on that, um, the, the, that wasn't exactly what they did, but they, a lot of that kind of thinking. 
um, but but more fun and entertaining than the example I just came up with because I'm this is why I don't write comics <laughs> or television. But uh, but I'm I'm really hoping that and if and if you're familiar if you're a fan of She Hulk or if you're not a fan of She Hulk you're not familiar with the character go find Dan Slott's run on She Hulk because it was infinitely entertaining. Yeah, and the the actress that they have playing She Hulk, I, I am, I am excited about. Looking forward to um, Tatiana um, Mansley, whatever. Because um, I used to, I, well back I would watch Orphan Black, and she did a fantastic job. I mean, being that she'd have to play against herself and play five or six different characters, and she yeah. pulled off playing all those different characters at the same time. She's won awards for that too. Nice. Uh, so she, she is a very credible, very talented young actress. Um, I, I see her fitting nicely into this role. And I think that storyline fits in with the direction or the current direction of the MCU when they keep on going back to the accords, they keep on, you know, yeah, they yeah. Keep bringing it up. They keep reminding us about the accords. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing She-Hulk herself, but in my mind, you know, when you think of something, when you think of like these CG characters, it's always kind of in that sense of, um, you know, Mark Ruffalo is not a big guy, but then you do Hulk and he's huge, or you know, something like that, or uh, or like something like Groot, where it's this real kind of creature. But you know, even Hulk is is kind of it's a creature kind of thing. Whereas She Hulk really is a person. It's it's she's sort of Amazonian in stature, but there's a real subtlety that you gotta you gotta you gotta sell with a CGI character, um, a, a much more subtle kind of uh, of animation that you're looking for as opposed to something like Hulk or Groot, where you can't quite go as big, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see if they can pull that off, or how they pull that off. Um, so I'm excited about that. And I'm excited that they've got Tim Roth is going to be... because yep. they've, they've rumored trying to get Tim Roth back for a couple of years for as Abomination. Uh, it'll be fun to, to bring him in. And I'm kind of hoping that maybe... See, this is a thing where you could kind of go kind of week to week you can start playing around with some of Hulk's rogues gallery because Hulk's got some great villains. He's got some really fun villains and I just don't see them. They might do another Hulk movie, but I just don't see them ever really getting into his rogues gallery the way you could here. Whereas if you've got she Hulk, you can play with Zax and you can play with the UFO uh, Zix and you can play with the UFOs and you can play with, you know, leader. They haven't done anything with leader. In, no, they, sort of they set teased up, that leader. They teased leader, and then they didn't do anything with him. Uh, Doc Samson. They brought him in. You sort of saw Doc Samson, and then he kind of disappeared. I'd love to see Doc Samson again. You know, there's a lot of stuff there. I think I think there's a lot of room that She Hulk has to go. She Hulk has a, a really fun place that she can go to. And I think, you know. Outside of these initial ones, I think that's the 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 long vision that Feige has for these Disney Plus series is we have the ability now <clears throat> to 
flesh out or to tell stories in a longer format. And we're not compressed to two to three hours. Right. And, and, yet, at the, and yet at the same time, you're also not locked into something like uh, my wife and I were talking about this. And I, and I know I've said this on the show that when you're dealing with something like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I, I liked what I've watched of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's so slow. It moves at a snail's pace because they're trying to stretch it out to 26 episodes. Whereas I think episodes at 45 minutes each. Yeah. Whereas I think if you had something like Disney plus where you only had to do 12, you could do, you could do agents of shield in 12. You could do an entire season of agents of shield in, in you could cut any of the seasons in half and just speed the story up just a little bit and tell an infinitely more interesting story. And I, I think, you know, something like agents of shield would have been much more successful on on something like Disney Plus, where you you could have just sped the stories up a little bit and and moved it along a little faster, you know it's, you're not you're not tied into trying to do you, you, as you said you're not tied into the time constraint and you're not tied into that twenty six episodes is a season the season is whatever the heck you want to make it if you need thirteen right. episodes to tell that story you take thirteen episodes if you need ten episodes to tell that story you take ten episodes and tell that story. And and even beyond that, if an episode wants you, this episode is only thirty minutes, and it's thirty minutes. If this episode is an hour and six minutes, it's It's an an hour hour and six minutes. minutes. You tell the story in whatever time you're. It's a bit more freeform in what you can do with it. Wandavision did take more liberty with that than um, Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier usually try to push that close to an hour. Yeah, forty-five to fifty-five minutes. Um, WandaVision, you had most of them were half an hour-ish. Then you got a few that were you were pushing the hour mark. Yeah. Um, so Mandalorian you know. was the same way. It kind of yeah. for the most part for the most part it was forty-five, and then there was one that ran a little shorter, and one or two that ran a little longer. And I mean, and the ones that ran a little longer were usually you know finales. Yeah, the bigger episodes. Or bigger episodes. So you do you have the. Um, you know, you're you're not playing to anything like that. the The other thing, and I'm I'm not saying this, you know, to to try and you know to push anything. You're not playing to advertisers. You're not playing to censors. I mean, Disney's censoring what goes on Disney Plus it is a PG thirteen and under, but. You know, within that constraints of PG thirteen, there's PG thirteen that Disney will allow on Disney Plus. There's PG thirteen that ABC and its sponsors will allow on network television and the FCC. So you have less overseeing bodies dictating what you have to put on there and how you have to show it. You know, the, you you did get, um. You know, we got some, you know, edge pushing stuff in Falcon and the Winter Soldier for when you had uh, U.S. agent, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty. That was pretty brutal. Graphic. You know, could they have put that on network television? You know, with network television nowadays, who knows? But, you know, it would just take in one sponsor to say, no, we're we, we are not allowing you to show that, and then they would they would have had to clip it. 
you know, but Disney's, you know, obviously Disney was okay with it. They put it in. And I think, you know, that was a very powerful and turning moment to that series. Right. You know, that, that was that hard left that that series, you know, that you wait for in that series and that's where it took it. And it really changed the, a lot of the tone of things going forward from that point. Um, so yeah, you, you know, it, it's, it really does, you know, the, the, she angels of shield failed in a number of spots because of, um, you know, between from what it was, um, proposed to be to, to what we ended up getting, I'm not saying it's a bad show, but what we were promised and what we got was two different things. And eventually had to grow into its own thing. But like you said, if it was on a form like Disney Plus, we we would have had something vastly different. Um, And I think now that's what, you know, Feige is hoping it's no longer Marvel Television versus Marvel Studios. This is all Marvel Studios running everything. Um, I think that's one huge benefit. Um, where Agents of Shield said, "Okay, we're gonna have things interact," and they attempted that within the first couple seasons, and then realized, "Oh, this doesn't work." Doesn't. Um, we, it we... Did, it did. I mean, it, it it did, but it didn't work the way it it was. It was an experiment. Mm-hmm. It was an experiment that failed. When it worked, it was great. I thought I because I thought the finale. I thought the finale of the first season when uh, when shield fell apart and then when sam jackson shows up there was some great stuff in there and there was some wonderful oh, things and there was some interesting and, and there was some i i thought that was some of the best stuff but it was waiting to get to that point um my Sif show up yeah, yeah Sif was a great episode my favorite episode actually was the one where uh, there are other two things um i do remember the moment when they finally rev- they 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 uh, it's been a while since I've watched it, but the thing where they they reveal they find Loki's staff, and I think the last line of that episode is as Coulson turns and he says, "We're going to have to call in the A team," and you realize that that's the, that what he's just said is we have to open Avengers Ultra, uh, we have to open Age of Ultron. <laughs> you know that's that's what that is, and I thought, oh, that was really well done. I thought that was cleverly done. But I had seen, I hadn't, I hadn't been watching TV and I hadn't made it to movies. There was, there was like a, there were several months disparation for me from one to the next. So I thought, oh, if I were watching TV every week and I had seen this moment and then I could go to the movies over the weekend and see Age of Ultron, that would have been really cool. I just wasn't watching TV the way Marvel wanted me to be watching yeah. TV. But otherwise, that was a really cool. I thought, oh, that would have worked. This would have worked really cool if I'd been doing this the way I was supposed to. But I didn't do this the way I was supposed to. Um, but it's still kind of cool. Um, but then the one episode that I, the, the episode that I really enjoyed and I thought was the most fun, um, was the the episode that tied into Thor two because it tied in in a way that you didn't have to watch Thor two, but. And yet there was stuff in Thor too that, that tied into it. They, so you're, you're looking at me and you're like, I don't even remember this. There is an episode where they end up going, to, they 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 end up having to clean up the fallout from Thor two, 
They have to go to the university and they end up tracking down this expert on Norse mythology, uh, played by Peter McNichol uh, of Ally McBeal and Ghostbusters 2 fame. And Peter McNichol is, uh, you know, similar to Tom Hiddleston or or Woody uh, Harrelson. Peter McNichol is just a fantastic, fun actor to watch. You can watch Peter McNichol do just about anything. He's always entertaining. And he plays this this expert, this this uh, professor of Norse mythology. And as the episode wings along, what you discover is the reason that he's... Again, I'm going to spoil the episode now. Um, well, I, I, think, I think now that we're talking about... Something that was on TV seven years ago. We yeah, can, I, I think we're we're okay. Am I clear to am I clear to spoil this one? The reason he's an expert on Norse mythology is because he's an Asgardian, who's who's sort of hidden himself on Earth, and as, it's just a great payoff, and it's a fun episode with sort of s- stepping into the Marvel Cinematic Universe without directly saying, you know, like, oh look. Here's Captain America or, you know, without actually bringing in any of the actors or any of the players just but but sort of sort of just sort of leaning against the movie, not not actually, you know, not leaning into the movie, not stepping Uh, into it. Yeah. Uh, And I thought, oh, that was really well done. But I also know, like, like Jeremy Renner had said several times, like, I'll go in and do Shield. Like, why, why aren't they hire me? Hire me. I'll come and do Shield. I would love to do Shield. And I think that was one of those things where, you know, I do think, like, yeah, you know, if they had just brought him in occasionally, let him do a couple guest spots, and and really make this thing feel like it's tied into the Marvel universe, that could have worked. That could have really helped them. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I think they kind of wrote themselves into a hole when they, okay, S.H.I.E.L.D. fell apart, and then you have this new S.H.I.E.L.D., but no one knows this new S.H.I.E.L.D. exists. So, right there you're saying, okay, we can't bring in anybody else because no one knows. Nobody's supposed to know. Right, and it was, well, even from the beginning that was a problem because Coulson was dead, but nobody was supposed to know that Coulson was dead yet, and yet everybody seemed to know that Coulson was alive. So, what you know, <laughs> wait a second. So, so kind of from the get-go, they had the problem with that, with just that—that that Coulson was dead, and everybody was supposed to believe that Coulson was dead, and Coulson was supposed to be in the shadows, and yet everybody knew that. You know, like, uh, so Agent Coulson, I've heard so much about you, like the fact that you're dead. You know, like, wait, didn't you die? Coulson oh wait, I got better. Coulson going, we've got to call in the A-team. Well, they're all supposed to think that you're dead because that's how the Avengers, that was what was supposed, your death was supposed to be what brought finally brought them together. You're and now you're back to life. So if you show up, then, wait, what? Then, then they have less reason to trust Fury, but they've all got to trust Fury because he's sitting in Hawkeye's house telling them how to beat Ultron. Well, you know, it, it's wait, sort of... What do you mean? Those pla- those collector cards were not in your pocket at the time. They were right. in your locker. Right. So it's it's so you know Agents of Shield had its had its, had its own problems. That maybe maybe Disney Plus wouldn't have solved all the problems. <laughs> no, no, but it, we've completely know, it, disproven our own point, um, or our own theories. Yeah. It's and again, not saying it was horrible. Um, I enjoyed watching it. I, I, it had, it had plot holes. Yeah, it, it did lose me at some point, and I, I 
one of those I mean to get back to it and I just never did and maybe at some point I will. I'm I stopped off about halfway through season three and maybe one day I'll get back to it. I I stopped for a while and I picked it back up when they brought Ghost Rider in. Um, I'm I'm a couple episodes shy of Ghost Rider. I think I'm yeah. A, yeah. I enjoyed those. Uh, so I I I enjoyed what they did there and I. You know, like to see what else they did because I heard some good stuff towards the end. Um, but yeah, I just haven't gone there. I, most television I haven't gone there. I'm, I'm still one and a half episodes back on Bad Batch, so I, I'm wow. trying to catch up. You know, trying to catch up on that. Uh, I don't watch. I don't watch TV anymore, which is why I very rarely watch TV anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm at that same point. <laughs> because I'm grumpy and old, and and nothing. We're, as we we're two old grumpy guys you know, in a balcony. As we established at the top of the show, I'm grumpy and old, and just things don't entertain me the way that they used to. <sighs> if it doesn't involve a puppet on your hand, it's yeah. Which, well, which is why I'm here talking about why WandaVision and. Uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier failed to entertain me, and and sort of maybe hoping that maybe Loki will entertain me. Maybe I I I could understand where you're coming from. Okay, I I completely understand where you're coming from on that, and um, I I am hoping as things now progress forward with the I, MCU. I watched them and they were okay, but, you know, similar to the Star Wars movies, I watched the Star Wars movies and they were okay, but I'm probably not going to watch them again. I watched the Star Wars sequels. I'm probably not going to watch them again. I'll watch them. I'll watch, like, the Star Wars sequels. I'm sure my, my son will want to watch them at some point because he's a big Star Wars nut, but not yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. They're not going anywhere. You, you, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're on Disney Plus. We have we have the first one on DVD. We have the episode seven on DVD. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're not they're not going anywhere. Digital. We have the digital. Get there and all in the goodness of time. Yeah. Um. So wait, have you? I'm just, I'm jumping. Have you seen Have you seen any of the Bad Batch yet? I have watched. See, they just had episode six or seven. I think I've watched the first three. I'm actually, in, it's okay. It's, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm up. I think I'm on. I want to say I'm on episode five. Okay. Um, and uh, and it is a little bit more of a slower burn. Um, I'm okay with that. With this, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm I'm enjoying because you're really building up these characters. You you got a flash of them at the end of Clone Wars, and. Now we're kind of, you know, all right, who, wait, who, freaking everybody out and, uh, and, and things are building up. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And they're, I feel they are setting up a lot more for this 16 episode run. Um, that, you know, we're going to get to that midway point and then things are start going to really going to click into place and they're going to, yeah. you know, just kind of blow our minds with, oh, say maybe Wrecker's headaches and, well, where um, uh, See, what's his name? Well, Trigger. Hang on, I haven't got, I haven't gotten to Wrecker's headaches. Calm down, calm down. If you're in episode three, I think you may have gotten the first mention of it. I'm trying to think. Okay. What was episode I three? I don't think so. I don't remember them mentioning that. But 
Yeah. It, I, it, Wrecker, Wrecker bugs me a little bit because I just I just kind of I keep watching Wrecker going. It's Zeb. It's Zeb. They're just writing the same character as Zeb. I'm sure I know there's differences, but really this is just Zeb, just rewritten. They're recycling the character. Everything this character has said is is something that Zeb would say on Rebels, and I just feel like they're recycling that that character a little bit. It, but, it's it's quite possible. I, I I've heard other people um, making the uh, mention between the two of them. Yeah. Um, I, I what I found interesting about this is that it's one of the first real Star Wars stories that doesn't involve a droid. They made the droid a person. Okay. Echo. Echo's the 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 droid of the group. Oh, okay. And they they kind of make a, a reference in one of the episodes um where where they I go see. to this planet. And he he um he dresses up as a droid, but uh yeah I I quickly figured that out in I think that was episode two whatever he plugs into the computer and he's doing the computer something oh he's their droid oh. they, they have the Gronk droid walking around but he's just kind of like a um you know like a pet yeah where Echo is their you know chopper r2 c3po you know he is now you know you know all intents and purposes they're their actual droid so that i think that was an interesting uh little bit um so they, they just change up kind of the the formula a little there um so we shall see they do bring in um some characters from other series which is which is Kanan, nice. Fennec, Fennec, Shand, and Kanan we've seen. Yeah, I've, 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 they've done a good job with that. Or at least what I've, I know I haven't seen any episodes with Fennec Shand yet, but I know she's coming. Yes, yeah, um, I've seen that one. Um, nicely Kanan done in there. First episode. Rio, yeah, speaking I'm, of Cheers, Rhea Perlman does uh, voices a character in this. We, uh, when were we speaking about Cheers? That was like an hour ago. <laughs> forty-five Rhea, minutes. Not really, forty-five minutes. Don't push it. Is it, w- Rhea Perlman voices a character in this? Yeah. Seriously? That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love any time she gets work. I get I get excited because I like Rhea Perlman. She doesn't get enough work as as far as I'm concerned. That's I, excellent. I agree. I, I've oh. always enjoyed her. I, um, I'm I gotta, I'm looking forward to watching that now. Yeah, she uh so yeah, you you'll run into her. Um and, and it's uh yeah, you you get some uh you get some good stuff, you get some dark stuff too. So we uh we we shall see. It, it's got a lot of good potential. Um oh, which I want to Quickly swing back to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, no, please, because we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I, <laughs> we keep on bringing up Star Wars. The, uh, the we mentioned how Falcon and the Winter Soldier now has been announced that it will be leading. You know that there's going to be a Captain America four. Which was that on Feige's board? Was it not? We don't know, but they they mentioned it after the fact for whatever reason they felt they needed to do that. They've also labeled, and I, a lot of people have caught up on this, that Falcon and the Winter Soldier was listed as a series. 
not as a mini series or you know, whatever the terminology that one division's kind of a one off and one and done uh where falcon and winter soldier has the potential for in another uh series or another run outside of captain america 4 so there is the potential that falcon and the winter soldier may not be what leads into captain america 4 because you could actually produce a Disney Plus series faster than you could produce a movie series. Right. So there is that potential. Now, um, you do have, since they just opened up Avengers Campus, you can meet Captain Falcon America uh, at Avengers Campus. You'll, you'll get um, a, a walk around of falcon as uh in the captain america uh costume um so they they have completely integrated that uh and you know it, it is the current character so that makes perfect sense but you also have captain america steve rogers walking around um so we don't know exactly what order things are going to happen but they've kind of set it up that we may be getting more of it more series and uh, a movie at some point. Cool. So we shall see. I mean, because I mean, they did leave things off in a, a you know kind of a more traditional cliffhanger style. Okay, we have um, Emily uh, Van Camp's uh, Agent Thirteen the power broker. Yep. You know, is she the power broker? Is she masquerading as the power broker? We, we still have some questions there. We have. Um, um oh why do i forget her name uh uh elaine elaine yep that's the only way i can think of her sorry <laughs> you know we have her character supposedly we get some more of her character in black widow oh I do hear. that that's what i hear i can't confirm or deny that but that's what i hear um mm. so again if that was the case, we had Black Widow again. We watched Black Widow six months before we'd watched this series, right? Because that came out in May. This wasn't supposed to come out in September. All right, four months. But um, so a lot of these things were supposed to to happen that got mixed up. So would that change the the experience of watching these things? who's to say but uh it it didn't work out to what marvel wanted which i think in the end can and probably does affect everyone even if you enjoyed the series it wasn't what marvel wanted to give to you right I was actually talking about that with uh, uh, a friend of mine. I were just talking about that on uh, Facebook about comics, that there were a bunch of things in like the comics and we're like, you know, this storyline dragged on for way too, way, way longer than it was supposed to, because there was sort of a, you know, a two or three month period where the comics were dragged out a little, you know, like the, the, where things weren't releasing as quickly as they were supposed to, you know? Mm-hmm. So something that, 
something that was supposed to pay off in June of 2020 didn't get paid off, you know, issues got pushed back. And so something that we were supposed to see in June of 2020, we didn't see revealed until September of 2020. But really, by that point, this we as fans, we had just been kind of teased for so long that it was like, just get to it. Just just you get just get to the reveal, please. We're begging you, you know, and it was just that it was out of Marvel's hands. It's just the way things played out. You know, the, there was Black Black Cat comics had a similar thing where they they had they were sort of just about to go into their finale of whatever the story arc was, and then everything shut down. And by the time everything geared up, they're like, wait, we got to pause that because there's some other storyline that we're supposed to do that ties up. And now we got to go back and finish this thing that we started way back at the beginning. You know, I know Black Cat ran into that. Uh, uh, Spider-Man ran into some issues, and that's just and that's just dealing in in terms of the comics. Um, so you know now that now and the the TV production has you know dealt with the same issues, but they've done they've gotten us through it. You know I'm glad that we've had these things to sort of you know entertain us. For everybody remember that when the world started to fall fall apart, it was the artists that kept us going. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, do we have anything else? No, I think on that bombshell. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump back to our Star Wars conversation for just a second because I was reading about the Rhea Perlman thing on uh, uh, whatever website I was just on. I can't even credit them, but um, I just read a quick overview without getting too much into spoilers and i'm seeing a bunch of things here just a, a couple things that all pick up as red flags for me and i just everything that i'm reading about this this uh rhea perlman character and this episode that this character appears in all screams to me pay attention because the book of fett is coming and a lot of stuff that there she's on tatooine there's a rancor there's bib fortuna there's mm-hmm. fennec shand all of this stuff and and i mean it's dave filoni we know what dave filoni's good at doing we know how he plants these seeds this oh, yeah. is all stuff everything i would not be surprised at all uh, if we see if we see uh, Rhea Perlman's character in live action in uh, uh, Book of Fett, I'm calling that one now. Yeah, and that that comes out this year as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking she did double duty. I'm thinking she recorded her Bad Batch stuff and probably recorded quite a bit for. You got Sandra O there too, so. Yeah! 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 So it's uh, not Sandra. I'm, I'm thinking Sorry. we're gonna see this character in um, Ming Na. Ming Na Wen. Ming Ming Na Wen. Yeah, I I think we're gonna see this character again. I from the one episode I've seen her in, I hope so. Yeah. Well, now, I think there's a lot of potential, about... but it's, I've only seen the one episode. Yeah. And Migna Wen, we were talking about earlier, Marvel and Star Wars. Migna Wen also gets a pass because she's actually got the triple crown. She is she is in Star Wars, she is in Disney, and she is a Disney princess. Yes. So she gets she gets the triple crown. She and also, in Marvel. 
Yeah, well, no, I said she's in Marvel. Did I say yeah. that? Yeah. I said that. She's in Marvel. She's in Disney. Uh, she's in Star Wars, and she's a yeah. Disney princess. So yeah. She's, she's, but also, she's I mean, she's also. She's Broadway. Is she? Yeah. Really? Oh wait, I mean no. Wait. No, you're thinking of. I think I'm, you're thinking of somebody else. Yep. Yeah. I know who you're talking about, but yeah, no. Wrong Disney princess, man. Nope. Same Disney princess. No. Singing voice. Ming Na did not do the singing voice of Milan. No. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, well, yeah. She she gets a pass for being in all of them too, because she's the original. As yeah. far as I'm concerned. But yeah, I think I think you're gonna see Rhea Perlman's character. Yeah, she's gonna come up. She's gonna You know who I'd like to see? I keep we were talking about Marvel, but I really wanna see, you know who they really need to do something with in Star Wars for crying out loud? Of what I thought was a missed opportunity, Maz Kanata needs they they can flesh out that character and do so much more with that character. I'm shocked that we have not seen Maz Kanata in Mandalorian. I am shocked that they didn't do more with her in the sequels. I am shocked that Maz has not showed up in some way in in some of the well, maybe not so much the Clone Wars stuff, but oh Maz, there's so there's so much untapped potential with that character. I, I I have to admit I agree with that. I was actually expecting Rhea Perlman's character to be her. Yeah. But uh, they, they went a different direction. I, I expected that character to show up at many points because of at least the reference that they made of that character. Yeah. When they introduced her. But not yet. Um, but, you know... Filoni comes up with something because I mean, if someone's going to flesh out a character, please let it be Dave Filoni. He's he's so good at it. He's so good at oh, this character in the background. Let's we'll put that in. Sure, I'll use that. He doesn't let anything go to waste. Okay, I mean, he he put Chopper in the. Well, no, he didn't do it, but Chopper was able to get Chopper into it. One. For the no, but he did. He he put um. Or a sing. He took Aura Sung out of, out of, I mean, literally a blink-and-you-miss-it character in Phantom Menace and made her into a recurring character and fairly major character in in the Clone Wars series. And that, I thought, was really interesting. And Saw Gerrera, he's gone to town with. He'll just use yeah. Saw every chance he gets. He's done a lot with Saw. And got Saw into Rogue One. Yep. Yep. And he shows up in uh Yeah, right. So he shows, shows up he, in Bad Batch. He's, he's mentioned in the Bad Batch. Um no, also Bad Batch. what there's the, the second episode of Bad Batch. Um yeah. The Deserter. Yeah. Uh that yeah. character is from one random episode. Yeah, yeah that guy. He's Clone from Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. I think we've beaten this subject. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've, and I, and I don't even remember which subject we were originally talking about. Oh, well, considering that we just came up, hey, let's talk about something. Okay. We did, yeah, we did. This is our mess- Seinfeld episode. You messaged me about twelve hours ago and said you want to talk tonight, and I said sure. <laughs> so I think we've talked. Yes. Well, like I said, it's kind of our Seinfeld episode. What is this episode about? It's an episode about nothing. Nothing. It's got to be about something. No, nothing. It's about, well, it's about everything and nothing. We talked Marvel, we talked Star Wars, and we threw in a few Muppet references for people who like references to Muppets. 
So I think we, I think we've, and we, I, we even mentioned a Disney princess. So yeah. yeah, good for us. Absolutely, absolutely. So thank you again. Thank, thank you. you. Oh my, always our pleasure. Always our pleasure. And uh, fingers crossed for uh, Loki tonight or today or whenever at point you get to watch it. Yeah, I'll probably get to watch it Friday. I'm probably that's probably the same for me too. I don't know. So, double duty. Friday will be Loki and Bad Batch. Cool. <laughs> There's a good combination for you. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for Matt for coming on to the show. As always, wonderful conversation with him. Enjoyable time. So what are your expectations for the Marvel Disney Plus shows going forward? Do you think it's just a matter of just ramping up for upcoming movies or something more? Let us know. Join us on social. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel's Podcast. Instagram, we're at Disney Marvel's Podcast. On TikTok, at Disney Marvel's Podcast. And on Twitter, at Disney Marvel's. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well because we have the audio version of the show on there. And as I keep promising and I still have to hammer out the details, we'll be going live. Yes, doing live shows on Saturday nights. You can also leave voice messages through the Anchor app and or website or record messages electronically on your one of your many devices and email it to the show along with any suggestions or questions to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. You can, e- as I said, you can email suggestions and questions there as well. And don't forget to check out the Disney Marvels blog at DisneyMarvels.blogspot.com. Links to all these are in the show notes. I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time and how busy everyone is, especially now the summer's ramping up with activities and, and vacations and whatnot. And the fact that we get to spend some time together each week means a lot to me. I, I, I you know, I, I see people that they you know people are downloading and it, it really means a lot it, you know the fact that people you are taking the time out to listen to something that i'm passionate about and my friends are passionate about means a lot it, i i cannot besides that i can't express the gratitude um though i do ask always please tell your friends share it out on the on the socials i've been seeing people doing that really helps out and i i you know, you tag me in it, and I, I respond. Thank you. Go also on uh, iTunes. Go to Apple Podcast and leave a rating and review on there as well. This also helps the show out. They will do their part in help promoting the show as well. Because like I said, Walt Disney believed in a big Disney family, and so do I. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when new episodes are posted. And while you're also at it, consider becoming a premium subscriber to also help the show out, keep the lights on. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash disneymarvels slash support, or find our Patreon page, where you can get some cool stuff there as well. You can also check out some of the stuff in our merchandise shop, 
Get yourself some fun Disney Marvel stuff, some shirts, pillows, mugs. We've got a whole bunch of different merchandise ideas out there. Uh, help through Public. Check it out. And like I said, get some cool stuff. Get some cool uh, summer wear, winter wear, next school. You know, it's back to school time already, even though the schools aren't out yet for a lot of us. You can find links again to all these in the show notes. Because remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. I know some of us are celebrating and, and happy, and then there's some other, other ones that maybe this is not a time of uh, joy. Maybe you're struggling with something. Something is weighing on you. Something is holding you down. You are not alone. There's people out there who care for you, who want to help you. It may not seem like it, but you are special. You mean a lot to somebody, even if you don't realize it. Don't ever give up. Find the light inside of you. Let it embrace you. Let it warm you. Let it lift your spirit. And it will carry you. Be your own hero. Never give up. Never give in. Now I'd like to end this show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. I have every confidence that so long as our film's presentations toughen the mind and warm the heart with the best, the most motion picture industry can offer in art and craftsmanship and genuine human warmth, so long we may expect prosperous support and long life. Again, that's from Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone. And I'll see you next time.